Thank you so much for joining us today for our LifePoint podcast. At LifePoint, we believe everyone's welcome, nobody's perfect, and with God, anything's possible. Hope you enjoy. Good evening, everybody. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, so glad to see you guys tonight. Thank you for being out here on a Wednesday night. I know you could be at home eating something, laying around watching something, but you're here, and I really am grateful for that. Those of you who are worshiping with us online, thank you for doing it, because you really could just be watching something else right now, the voice or whatever's coming on right now, but you're here, so we're so glad that you're joining us as well. Give it up for all those folks watching with us tonight, worshiping with us. Yeah. So I want to do a short teaching Short-ish teaching. Uh, those of you who've been here a long time, you know, I'm just going to leave it there. We, um, you know, we are a nation of worshipers, aren't we? Anybody know what I'm talking about? We love to clap and we love to cheer for people that we're passionate about. The voice is back on and I was watching that the other night and I was like, man, these people are super good. We love the voice. Anybody love the voice in the house? I'm not giving a commercial for them. One person, okay. Me and that one person like it a lot. Um, American Idol, anybody? America's Got Talent? Okay, apparently not. We, we, love, we love our singers. We love our bands. We love our celebrities. Some of us love our politicians, our sports stars. We give tremendous amounts of energy to them. And, and we like to just uh, give honor and praise to people. And you may not have thought about it that way, but that's what we do. Whether it's a pop star, movie star, athlete, whomever, we love to applaud the greatness and the attributes of others. It's just wired into us to give honor, to give adoration. Worship is in us, right? Worship is in us. It's just who we are. If you go back and look at all of the museums in the world, and you'll find in every ancient, every ancient tribe, creed, culture, there were objects of worship, a part of their of their stories. Go look in the museums, you'll find objects of worship. It's just who we are. But it's interesting to me, because I'm by the way, I'm gonna talk about worship tonight, because that's what we just did for the last 25 minutes. I'm gonna just talk about it some because uh, when it comes to worship uh, of God, right, worshiping in church, people don't always get that, right? It makes no sense to some why, why did we just stand there for 25 minutes and sing those songs? It was too loud or, you know, whatever you were thinking, right? Uh, why, why do we raise a hallelujah? Why do we clap our hands? Why do somebody ask us to lift our hands? But, but isn't it true that greatness is in the eyes of the beholder, right? That's why when you go to a Spurs game, particularly the other Spurs that we used to have, um, man, you'd be clapping and cheering and hollering, and nobody was thinking you were crazy because you're like, this is awesome. Did you just see that shot, or did you just see that catch, or did you just see that guy hit that ball? Whatever it is, it's like, wow, 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 wow. Or if you go to an opera house, and I don't like to go to opera houses because I don't get it, you, you know what I'm saying? I'm not smart enough, cool enough, whatever it is, but everybody's like crying at the end, and I'm like, what, what is all that about, man? Some dude that I can't understand a word he just said, he sang, he needs to lose some weight because he looks like me, and, and, and he's singing loud, and I don't, but everybody's like, <laughs> and they're clapping, you know, like the, you remember the Revenge of the Nerds, they do that clap, and it gets faster and faster and faster, and I'm like, I don't get it, right? I don't get it, and they don't get while I'm, why I'm cheering for the Spurs or whatever, but here's the thing, you applaud what excites you, right? You, you applaud what you appreciate, you applaud, and you give 
you know, praise, if I can use that word, to what you, what you, uh, what you get. And, and so many don't get worship to God because they've never gotten God into view and what he's done for them into view. They don't, they don't get it, so until they do, it's hard to understand why we do what we do. So worship begins with a focus on the greatness of God, Right? This is why we do this. It's, he's the, the greatness of God. And, of course, his goodness to us. Not just his greatness, but his goodness to us. And that's the starting point of worship. When we say, let's stand and sing, let's stand and praise, this is what we're doing. A focus on who God is and then the realization of what, wait a minute, what he's actually done in our lives. And then we respond to that. So God reveals himself through a song, through, through the preached word, through something we read or hear somewhere. And then we go, wow, that's what he's done for me. And then we respond to that. It's all about revelation and response. That's what worship is. God reveals, we respond. Does that make sense so far, everybody? God, Say it with me. God reveals we respond. So then, here's a, here's a working definition tonight for worship. I could use a different things. Worship is our response to who he is and what he's done. And I could just stop right there. Worship is our response to who he is and what he's done. But it happens, like here's how it plays out. When I place my mind's attention, which by the way is really hard for us to do in our culture today, and we talked about this at our life group last night because of, of this and because of all the distractions and because of all the things that are happening. It's hard, but it's hard to worship without paying attention. Can I get an amen on that? So it's my mind's attention and my heart's affection on God in response to who God is and what he's done for me. It's a long-winded thing right there, but that's it. Just leave that up because I want people to absorb that for a while. When you start talking about worship, however, People tend to get off track uh, pretty easily. It almost always comes back to, well, we go to this kind of church, and at our kind of church, we worship like this, right? And, and we, we worship by singing these kinds of songs, and why don't y'all sing more songs like the ones that we used to do at the other church that I went to? And Our church used to wear robes, and, and it was, we, you know, the pastor had a, a thing on his neck, like a cool like thing, and he maybe wore a cool chain, and you're just in like a t-shirt with some weird shoes, Danny. What, that's not, you know, that's not worship. We, we, don't, we didn't do guitars, or we didn't do, we don't, we didn't do drums. Drums are loud. They're, they're distracting. They're not holy. We had a pipe organ. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about? It was big, and it cost more than this whole building did, right? And, and, and worship isn't about this or worship's like this. And, and we get off track quickly because we think about it in terms of the style or the way it was or the way it used to be. And I understand the pushback that people have from, from the differing ways that churches express worship in church. And I, I understand why people are a bit concerned about people singing out loud and clapping their hands or saying amen real loud or whatever, um, raising their hands in worship, maybe because... We, it wasn't what we grew up with, or maybe because we've seen other churches that did this, and they were a little crazy, and people were doing crazy things, and we're like, well, I don't want to do anything that looks like that, and we went to a church that was quiet and reserved. Okay, 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 right? So I want to ask three questions, and then I want to answer three questions um, that maybe you've asked yourself, or maybe you're going to ask yourself after this. You're like, you didn't answer my questions. We need to go back into that again, all right? So we're, we're going to give it a shot. The first thing is... And, and this, is, this, is a, this is, seems like a no-brainer. The first thing is, why do we come here? Why do we come to church? Like, this is ABCs of worship. You all ready? Am I okay so far? You're like, well, we'll have to wait and see. Okay. I like it. Um, why, why do we come? Have you ever asked yourself that? Why do I come to a place like this? Maybe it's not this place. Maybe you're somewhere else and you go to some other place. Why do I come to the first? Is it because I have nothing else to do? 
Right, come on. Isn't it, is it because you had nothing to do on a Wednesday night? There's no fun thing to do. There's nothing interesting happening else in the world. Or, or on Sunday, there's nothing else to do on Sundays. Is it because your schedule just needs one more thing jammed into it? Right? Um, th- there's probably a discrepancy between why, you, why we should come and why we do come. Right? It's because some of us, if we're honest, we're like, I'm only here because my mom made me come. This church is boring. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or it's like, by, by the way, I feel you on that because my mom used to make me go to church. And, and I'm so glad she did now. I, did, I wasn't glad then. Come on. I wasn't glad then. I didn't like it back in those days. But I'm so glad she did now. Now, some of us come, we're, 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 we're coming out of guilt, right? Um, I've been such a sinner all week, and I come to church to make it right, right? And I love that rationale because it's like, uh, it's like eating four packs of the king-sized Reese's Cups and then drink, washing it down with a Diet Coke. You know what I'm saying? It's like one thing does not erase the damage that you've already done to your systems. Oh, in my mind, it does, man, and that's all that matters, bro, right? Like, like one Diet Coke erases all the cups you just jammed down your pie hole. Can I get an amen on that, right? Anybody done this before? You're like, oh, I, I, it washed my sins away, my calor- caloric sins away in the blood of the Diet Coke. Blood, that's weird. Anyways, coming out of guilt doesn't help much. I'm just going to tell you that. You, you can't repay God for the debt that you and I both owe by, by the accumulation of how often we come to church. Because the truth is we all owe God a debt that we could never pay if we came every night to church. Can I get an amen on that? That's, that's bad theology to say, oh, if I come, it's going to wipe out. No, no, no. A lot of people come out of guilt. A lot of people come out of obligation. My wife made me come. Mother guilted me into coming. You know, I get all that. Not the best reason, but I understand. With me? Then, then there are others who come out of what they get out of coming to church. They come to gain something new, some insight, to, to learn something. But, you know, we all live in an information age now, uh, and we have for a long time. Uh, some of you have only grown up in the information age where it was just a tap or a, a swipe, and you could just find anything that exists in the world pretty much. Um, and so if you're just looking for information, there's a million books, there's a million podcasts about every, come on, y'all know what I'm talking about? Everything under the sun, there's a podcast for it. Some person is out there talking for hours on end about that thing that you like. Um, if you just want information, most every church in America is online now. Like, like most of us weren't a year ago, and now we all are. Come, come on, right? The best preachers on the planet, psh, you could just be watching them instead of me right now, right? You could just click away, and you're like, that's true. I'll see you later. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that will hurt my feelings, man. Hang, hang with me. So, so if it's not about guilt, obligation, information, what's it about? I'm going to say it's about impartation. Now, not just information. It's about God putting something in you um, that you can't always get just by clicking or, or reading. It's about receiving something from the Lord so that when the worship of God is going up like it just was and when the word of God gets preached, something catches fire inside of you, something stirs up inside of you to want more God, to seek him more, to please him more, and then as you're seeking him more, you begin to experience him in ways that maybe you have never experienced him before. And impartation happens all the time because when somebody preaches a message and you go, away saying, man, it's like that dude was in my head, and he was hearing all the thoughts, and he heard my wife and I arguing, and then he talked about arguing on Sunday or whatever. It's like he knew exactly what we were thinking about. 
this ever happened to you before? Like, it's happened to me for sure. And when we meet with him corporately, like we're doing tonight, like you guys are doing online, we're, we're seeking co- to connect to his presence. When we do that, something amazing can happen. Right? I believe that wherever people are gathering under the banner of Jesus' name, something supernatural is taking place even though we don't always see it. That miracles can and do happen and relationships can, can and do get healed and people are encouraged and uplifted and strengthened and healed emotionally. I absolutely believe that and we don't always see it. It doesn't always happen like, like stars aligning and crazy things, you know, the heavens opening. It just happens and great things happen when people worship together. There's a value added to your life that I'm not sure can be added in any other way than when you come. Right, And you may be doing that at home with your family right now, but wherever you're doing that, that's why we come. And that's why, that's why the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 10, look what he says here. He says, he says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us, what, encourage one another and all the more as you see the day, the day is the day of the coming of the Lord, the day of the end of times, all the more as you see the day approaching. We gather for God's glory, but we also gather for our benefit. You, can't, you can come out of guilt and, and leave empty-handed. You can come to get something. Maybe you'll get a little bit of knowledge and maybe a free cup of coffee. But when you come to give, God, to, to give something back to God who has given you everything, and we do that in worship, when you come to give it back to him, Man, and you're like, God, I've come to worship you today. I've come to bring my heart and my life to you today. God, I'm far from perfect, but whatever I am and whatever I have, I give it to you to, to, to tell, tell me what you want me to do. Man, I'm telling you, when you come to this place to give something back to God, something happens inside of you that maybe can't happen anywhere else. So that's why I love to come to church, and that's why I hate when people don't gather, either online or in person, because we miss a fresh opportunity. You never know what, when one time you come, God does something, he says something, he sparks something in you that you would have missed had you not come. So why do we come? That's why. Why, why, why do we sing? You ever wonder that? Like, let's be honest, not everybody can sing. I mean, everybody can but not everybody can. You with me? Right? You know what I mean? And yet we love to do it anyway. Some of you, you're humming around the house, right? You're, you're working in the yard. You're mowing the lawn. You will be soon. Uh, you're welcome. You're washing the car. You've got the, 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 the beats by Dre on, you, you know, whatever the noise cancels. You're, you're humming the tune. Some of you know that you rock out in your car. Come on. I've seen you. I've seen you rocking. Any shower singers in the house today? Any shower singers? Yeah. A lot of you, that's the only place you sing, right? You're like turning it loud. How, how many of you can't wait to secretly audition for American Idol or The Voice, right? There's something about singing, and we love singers, and we love music, and we've always loved music at the very beginning of time. There are 85 places in the Bible where we are instructed to sing, 85 places where we're instructed to sing. Could it be that God calls people to sing to him, not because he's intent on creating cultural awareness or developing our skills for American Idol or whatever, but because singing is an expression of human joy and love and that God himself loves, God himself loves to hear you sing. Like, he hadn't, you haven't heard me sing because you would know that God. But listen, there's something about music, right? 
that's different than all of the other art forms. Um, it's an emotional pursuit, right? It has huge power and sway over our emotions. You can be sad and hear a joyful song and you can have your spirit lifted. You can be feeling awesome and hear a sad song and the next thing you know, you've got some allergies in your eye. Come on. Can, can I tell you just yesterday, I don't know why I thought of it. I, I just wanted to hear that song, Shallow. In the shallow, And so I put on, I, got, I went to YouTube to see uh, what's his name and what's her name sing that song. And anybody ever see this, this, this thing where she's sitting in the back and she, does, she wrote this song and he starts to sing it. He tells her to come out and she's like, I'm not going out there. Anybody remember this? And then she comes out there and she starts singing it. And man, I got all choked up. Are you going to take away my man card for admitting this? And literally, I was like, it's amazing, man. You know? And I don't even know these people. And, and it's been out for a long time. And I've watched that, babe, I've watched that scene a lot of times because it's every time I'm like, that's incredible. It just, I got an allergy, man. I was fine, and then I had allergies in my eyeballs, you know? If you take the emotion out of it towards God, which is what, we, what a lot of people have done. It's like, we're going to sing this song real boring like this because that's what we sing. Turn to page four. Because did anybody grow up with hymnals? Like, turn to page four and we're all going to sing. And the guy would literally do a pattern. And it would be like, this game is boring. You know what I'm saying? Why are we singing like this? And that's... that's <laughs> sorry, there's a commercial where the kid says this game is boring and I can't stop saying it. Um, I don't know why. Um, but if you take the emotion out of it, it becomes boring, it becomes wearying, it becomes depressing. And I know some of the old songs, because people are like, let's sing some of the old songs. And, and, and my parents used to sing those old songs in the car a lot when I was growing up. And, and I was like, I know that they love it and it meant a lot to them in their time. But man, most of it m- made me want to go to sleep like permanently. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's so depressing. That's a, I know it's a gospel song, but it's depressing, man. I don't want to hear it. But there's something about singing. Come on. It releases joy. It releases power. Did any of you feel any of that a little while ago? There's just like, I, w- I came in right here, but when they started singing that other song, it took me to a how, never, level. So, so this isn't just my opinion. If you don't believe me about the power of singing, go read about Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20 where God says, you're going to go to war, but I'll tell you who I'm going to send out first. I'm going to send out the singers and the musicians, and they're going to sing songs, and everybody's going to run away because of their song. Like, go read about Paul and Silas in a Roman jail, and they, they start singing at midnight, and all of a sudden, the jail, falls, the, the jail comes open. There's something about singing that is aimed at the heart of God. God shows up, and singing can change the atmosphere, and that singing can inspire and uplift the spirit and the soul. You can come in depressed and down, and you can leave uplifted all because of singing. And the thing about LifePoint is that our worship team is not here to perform for us, right? We sing to an audience of one, and God is our audience, and all of you are in the choir. Come on, somebody. You're like, I didn't know I was in the choir. Every time you walk in, you're in the choir, right? I don't like choirs. Well, you're in it anyway, right? 
Worship isn't something you come to watch. It's something you do. You participate. It's a team sport. We're all on the worship team. And when we all start singing the songs to the only wise God, full of majesty, dominion, and power, the Bible says, something amazing happens when we begin to sing together from our hearts. Man, it happens. And the amazing thing is, this is how amazing God is. God hears us all corporately because we're the choir. And he responds to us corporately. He also hears us individually, every voice. Voice that's listening. I don't care if you're just barely singing it or you're like, I'm just going to sing in my mind. He hears that too. Come on. He hears that too. And, and, and when you start singing to God, not God shows up not only just here, but he shows up inside of your hearts and in your lives and he does something. There's something about about singing that is, is God, God orchestrated. He wired it into us. It's biblical to sing together. Amen, somebody? Let, let me say this. Worship it is possible without song, but nothing contributes more to its beauty, to its majesty, its dignity, its nobility, its tenderness, its intimacy than lifting up a song to God from your heart. Psalm 34, 3, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name. How? How? Together. Together. To magnify means to enlarge. Like, how do I m- enlarge God? Right? That's not even possible, except that it's, it's possible in your mind and your heart to get, make God bigger. It's like when you take the, 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 the telescope and you, you zoom out on something far away, all of a sudden it gets bigger. That's kind of what singing does. You magnify the Lord, and when you do it together, Man, it exalts his name, and he comes down, and his presence shows up. This is why David, when he's writing this, this, this psalm, Psalm 96, by the way, go read Psalm 96. Just read the whole thing, and just know it's written as a celebration of bringing the Ark of the Covenant back from the land of the Philistines. They're bringing it back, and the first time they tried it, it failed, and people died. And so David goes and reads the right way to bring the Ark back, and he writes this song as a celebration, and he says, Sing God a brand new song, Earth, and everyone in it sing, sing to God, worship God. And when we begin to magnify the Lord in song, he gets bigger in our eyes, and the stuff that seems so big out there grows smaller in here. Right? You magnify him, and the things of the, of the world that are so big shrink. And every time you get a glimpse, listen to me, every time you get a glimpse in the, re, in the Revelation, the book of Revelation, every time you get a glimpse of what's going on in heaven, there's always a song. There's always a song, and it says in, in, in Revelation 5, verse 11, and they sang a new song, and, and they start singing this song, and, and, and you see some angels there crying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, and there's these elders that are bowing before him, but it's always, there's always a song. The sound of heaven is a sound of singing and an anthem of worship. There's something about singing, and that's why we do it. And then lastly, I got one minute. Why do we raise our hands? Why do we clap our hands? Why do we make joyful noises, right? Because some of you are like, man, I don't like how we do all these things. We should just not do them. And I'm not making fun of you if that's you. I am just kind of am, but I'm trying not to. So let me stop. What's wrong with these people? Well, because we do this because it's biblical, right? And, and, and people from all faith traditions are doing it now. Churches that never used to do that are doing it now. Why? Because it's biblical. Psalm 28, 2. Hear my cry for mercy as I call to you for help as I... Lift up my hands toward your most holy place, right? Psalm 63, 4, I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will, what? 
lift up my hands. Right, Psalm 119, 48, I lift up my hands to your commands, which I love, and I meditate on your decrees. Psalm 134, 2, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. Anybody want to guess where the sanctuary is at at LifePoint? You're, stand, you're sitting in it. You're not standing in it. You're sitting in it. Hopefully you'll stand in a minute. Here's a little New Testament for you. 1 Timothy 2.8, I want men everywhere, Paul says, to lift up holy hands in prayer without anger or disputing. I can keep going, but I think you can get the picture. It's biblical. It's not a denominational thing. It's not about an upbringing thing. It's a Bible thing, and we clap, our, our, and we are people, of, by the way, of the book. And it's awesome to let God know how you feel about him. And you can clap for that, by the way. You can clap for that because I'm going to... Yeah, because, because speaking, speaking of clapping, here's what Psalm 47 says. Clap your hands, all you nations, and shout to God with cries of joy. Come on, give a cry of joy. Like, woohoo! that's a cry of joy or whatever you do. How, and, and why do we do that? Because here's what the next part says. How awesome is the Lord most high, the great king over all the earth earth and I don't have to get it and I don't have to rationalize why I don't do it but it doesn't take away from the fact that God says to do these things clap your hands all you nations shout to God with cries of joys we could just practice that one more time clapping our hands to the Lord all right we're just practicing Psalm 98 make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth make a loud noise and rejoice and sing what Sing praise. Of course, noise isn't the objective, right? Noisiness isn't a virtue. But in light of who God is, in light of what God is, silence isn't a virtue either. Not every time. Come on. That's why it's okay when you're at an opera, even though you don't get it, when everybody else is standing and going, bravo, 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 lissimo. You know, I don't know what they say. You recognize the brilliance of what's going on and you applaud that. You respond appropriately to it. Again, worship happens. When I place my mind's attention and my heart's affection on God in response to who God is and in response to what he's done for me. And here's the reward. Here's the reward. If you go, why are we going to do all this? Because there's a reward. There's a reward. The, the reward of worship is God's presence. See, and until you've been in one moment in the presence of God, like when you've really been in the presence of God and you know, whoa. Like, I, I don't want to be like shallow, shallow, la, la, low. I don't want to do that right now, but I'm telling you there's times in the presence of God where like my hair stands on the back of my neck. Like where I'm like, what in the world is happening right now? When you've been in the presence of God, you know that the reward of worship is always God's presence because wherever God is and wherever God's presence is, great things can happen. The, 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 the church father, Augustine, said, Lord, you made us for yourself and our hearts find no rest until they find you. Lord, you've made us for yourself and our hearts find no rest until they find it in you. And the point is, is we were made by God. And we were made for God. And nothing we pursue in this life will ever replace what God inspired us and created us and wired us up to do, which is to sing and to worship and to give him praise. You are a worshiper. You are a worshiper. And the capacity for you or for me to just 
get lost in worship is in you whether you think you are or not, whether it's your personality or not. And again, it's, it's evidence that political conventions and rallies and concerts and sports venues, you guys remember those from back in the day, sports things, and, and, and even at our own, our own kids' sporting events, you see people jumping and shouting and crying and celebrating the accomplishments and, or the words of people. And that's what worship is, people celebrating the goodness the holiness, the accomplishments, the greatness, the words of God, God revealing his greatness to us, and we finally go, oh, now I get it. And we respond to that. And when the heart is engaged in, the, in, 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 in a revelation of who God is and the greatness of God, before our minds start to calculate a response, the heart just goes, all of me, God, to all of you, and we lift our hands, and we lift our hearts, and we lift our minds, and we put our attention, and we give our affections to God, and God is pleased, and God shows up, and God changes hearts, and God changes lives. We got to have God's word, but we got to have God's presence, everybody. Like, take everything away, everything away. Take all of the pre programs and all the planning and all the work that we all do around here. Take it all away, but just leave me God's word and God's presence, and that will be enough. Amen. Close your eyes just for a moment. I'm going to ask the band to come and just sing it out one more time in just a moment. And we're going, to, we're going to celebrate the Lord's Supper together in just a second. But Father, I just come to you right now in this space, in this time. Just a, a simple little message, God. Because I know not everybody has yet seen the greatness of our God. Not everybody has experienced one moment in your presence. And Lord, I don't ever want to just sort of take it for granted kind of what I grew up with, what I learned growing up in church about the worship of God. So, so just on a Wednesday night, we're here, God. We, we got a food truck outside. We got stuff happening. We got homework. Maybe we got work. And I shouldn't have said that because now they're all thinking about it. But Lord, I'm just asking for in this 2021 it's March now, God. Like, we're not, we're not, we're, we're not going to just dwell on 2020. We're not going to worry about what's happened in the past. We're, we're moving forward, Lord. We're moving forward, and we're going to move forward, God, I believe, into a new season as a church where God's presence and God's word becomes the only thing that matters to us in this world, God. We, we got things that we got to accomplish and do, but when we come into this space, God, whether it's at home or whether it's at, in the car, God, when we come, we want to feel your presence, God. We want your spirit spirit to move in our hearts and our lives. One moment in your presence, God, changes everything. So God, we lift our hearts. We lift our souls. We lift it all to you. We lift it all to you. Could you just right where you are, stand right where you are. You don't have to leave just yet, just for another few moments. It, it, like if you're comfortable just stretching out a hand, even if it's just one, like if, even if you can only do like a finger right now, that's cool. We're just going to start wherever you are. God, I, I want you to move in our hearts tonight. I want you to move, God, in this place tonight. I want you to speak to us, oh God. I want you, as we finish out these last few moments here, God, let your power come in, God. Let your glory come in, Lord Jesus. Touch our hearts, God. Touch our hearts, oh God. Open us up, Lord, to what you want to do, experience, us to experience, what you want us to feel, I pray. In Jesus' name, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
Hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If this ministry has impacted you in any way and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, please visit lifepointsa.com slash give to make a donation. We hope you have a great rest of your week and we hope to see you soon at one of our Sunday worship experiences. God bless.